Magandang umaga po mga kapatid sa Good Neighbor Christian Fellowship. Salamat po sa Panginoon at uh, meron po akong chance na makapagbahagi sa si inyo ng Word of God. As you may have heard, I just uh, went through a minor tongue surgery. And it has not healed completely yet. And so I have uh, a little difficulty speaking to you in the normal way. But I'm so thankful that you you are there to put up with me. And God has given me enough grace to be able to share some words from the Bible with you today. So uh, join me in the word of prayer as we start our studies in the words of God. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to minister in spite of our physical limitations and difficulties. Thank you for your power and grace and your spirit anointing us, the words of God. And we thank you, Lord God, that your presence is always with us. So bless all of our friends and brothers and sisters all over the world. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. This month of uh, June, we are studying uh, virtues of godly living. Also this month, we are uh, celebrating uh, Father's Day. So we have a uh, uh, Father's Appreciation Month in the month of June. So all of these things we will uh, minister to you together, hoping that we can encourage and inspire all of us, especially our men, to be the kind of leaders, to be the kind of servants that God would like them all to be. For today, we will continue our lesson on the virtues of godly living. We talked about the foundation of faith. And on that foundation, you uh, add goodness. You build goodness on top of it. And on top of that, you build uh, knowledge. So let's read that scripture from 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 5. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith, add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge. Knowledge. So the title of this message is Add Knowledge. <clears throat> There's a very interesting verse in the Old Testament, in the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6. Allow me to read that for you. Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6, from the NIV. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Now, God is speaking to Israel through his prophet, and he's saying, my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Now, if you don't know God, you will be wandering in darkness. If you don't know God and you have forgotten his words, you will be in a desperate situation because when you fall into trouble and difficulty and problems of life, you have nothing to hang on to. 
you have nothing to stand on. So you are in the middle of a terrible, terrible situation. In fact, it says here, my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. So that's where it is coming from. The people of God have rejected knowledge. The word of God, they have rejected it. They have set it aside. They have, they have in fact, ignored it because you have ignored the law of your God. So you have rejected the knowledge of God. You have, re you have ignored the laws of God. And therefore, they will experience the same thing. Your priests, your children will experience being rejected and being ignored because you have rejected the knowledge of God. You have ignored the laws of God. And my people, God said, is being destroyed from lack of knowledge. Now you understand why in the New Testament, the Apostle Peter is saying, add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge. Knowledge is so, so, so important to building a godly life. Now, there are two kinds of knowledge. One is experiential knowledge, and the other one is head knowledge. To experience knowledge. When you say, I know Jesus, you're not talking about knowing Jesus in your head. It's knowing Jesus by experience. So like saying, I know my children. I know my wife. You can ask me anything about my wife, and I can tell you that I know my wife very well. I know her not only because I know a lot of things about her, I know her as a person. It's because we've been married for more than 20 years. The same way that I have known Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I have known Him as my provider. I have known Him as my healer. I have known Him as my guide. I have known Him as my protector. I have known Him as true and real and genuine and powerful and faithful. I know my God. Oh, I know my God. The Apostle Paul said, And I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I know whom I have believed. That is knowing him by experiencing him. Knowing him by touching his presence and touching his power. Knowing Jesus is, is experiencing the transforming power of Jesus in your life. So when somebody asks you, do you know Jesus? He's not asking about, what do you know about Jesus? He's, saying, he's asking you, do you know him personally? Have you experienced him personally? That's the difference between us and religion. In other people's religion, they talk about indoctrination. They talk about 
catechism. They talk about rituals. They talk about sacraments. They talk about all kinds of those things that center on knowing basic creeds, knowing basic information, knowing basic, you know, teachings. That's not so bad, but you have to go deeper, deeper. Know the person himself, not just about the person. Knowing Jesus is experiencing the transforming power of Jesus in your life. Knowing Jesus is practically expressed in your new relationship with Christ. It's, it's, it's an expression of a change inside you and people can see it and you can never deny it because people can see the glory of God shining through you because you have known him. Another form of knowledge is uh, knowing the words of God. When you say add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge, you're talking about steadily increasing your knowledge of the word of God. So you need to know more about the word of God than ever before. That's why it's important that we study the Bible in a systematic way, not random. We're all good in random. We pick here, we pick there. But the problem is like watching a movie. If, we, if you're watching a movie, you, you uh, go in and watch five minutes and you go out and play and then come back after an hour and watch again. You will never know the whole plot of the story. You will never know the whole story at all. Just bits and pieces. You will never know the context. You will never know the whole point of the movie. The same thing with the Bible. You cannot just randomly pick here and pick there. You need to have a systematic study of the Word of God so that you know what God is saying in Matthew. You know what God is saying in John. You know what God is saying in Genesis. You know what God is saying in Luke. You know what God is saying in Hebrews. You know what God is saying in Proverbs or Psalms. You need to read book by book, chapter by chapter, so that you increase your knowledge of the Word of God because the Word of God contains promises. You stand on that promises. The Word of God contains truths, eternal, eternal truths. And, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. It's a body of knowledge that you need to study, you need to dig, you need to, you need to, uh, I'll be able to learn and, 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 and share with other people. So to add knowledge to your faith is to increasingly build on your knowledge of the Word of God. And in that way, you can build a life of moral excellence. The more knowledge you have of the Word of God, the more knowledge you have of Jesus, you build a life of moral excellence or virtuous life. And that is our goal. That is our goal. And uh, we're so thankful that we are in these studies to encourage you to begin a systematic study of the Word of God. Devote yourself in the Word of God. Because Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God.
I would especially encourage the fathers to do your best, to be a good example to your wife and to your children in loving passionately the studies of the Word of God because they will follow your example. If they don't see you opening your Bible, if they don't see you reading your Bible, if they don't hear you quoting the Word of God or sharing or giving the Word of God, they will not be motivated to do so. And as the spiritual leader of your home, you are the father. You should be the one that will encourage them to do that. For all of you fathers, we are praying for you. For all of you mothers and children, let us pray that our fathers may be encouraged to be the best they can be so that they can be a great influence for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining today. Happy Father's Day. God bless you all. Let us pray. Oh, Father, we are grateful that you are so loving. You are so true. You are so faithful. And you are always with us. You never left us. You have provided for us. You have taken care of us. You have healed us. You have protected us. And you continue to ask that you, are, you be there every step of the way. We pray for all our fathers today, our Lolo, our fathers, our Kuya, our, and, and, and our young people, Kabataan. We pray, Father, that may you help us raise a new generation of men who are worthy to be leaders, worthy of respect. And we pray for our chairman, O oh God, that you continue to help him be the best mentor and the best example in our church and all of us. Bless our church. Continue to use us for your honor and your glory today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for joining. Hopefully next week I'll be able to speak better. You pray for me as we pray for you. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Give you his peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you all.